Welcome back to another episode here on an Overstanding Word podcast. I'm your host, Nakia. I'm excited to bring you this episode from the beautiful city of Hyderabad, India. This is another blessed trip, and as I've stated before in the previous episodes, the good news must go forth. And that is stated in the scripture if you go look at it. Here lately, God has been highlighting the number 40. For those that know the number 40 and the significance of that, that were there were 40 years that the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness prior to being able to get into their inheritance. And this particular episode is coming from Isaiah 40 today. So I'm excited to be able to bring you the information from this episode as we dive into Isaiah 40. Chapter 40 says this, uh, and it starts with comfort for God's people. Verse 1 says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all of her sins. Listen. It's the voice of someone shouting, clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. See, I know that you have experienced a rough place in your life, that you've experienced things that have caused you to feel like God may not be near you or be even near your side. In speaking with my brother Krishna a little bit earlier by the pool, he was talking about the fact that he's had and faced some troubles and some journeys in his life, but guess what he didn't give up on? He never gave up on God, the Creator. He said that even though I'm nothing, but God is everything to me. He said even when the trials and the tribulations and when he lost his son at the age of 20, he said God was still everything for him. That even though he had given him children, he said the family is a blessing. That is a blessing for sure. Indeed, for those that have families, you know the blessing that is therein. But there are times where you face trials and tribulations, even with family. And he said that if surely we come from God, surely all those things return back into him. We came in this world empty, and guess how we're going to leave this world? And so he was, we were just talking about the corruption and the greed that takes place in the land. Verse 5 says this. Then the glory, come on now. The glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. A voice said, shout. I ask, what should I shout? Shout that people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. See, as he was explaining, if we come from the Lord, surely our life, our substances, our countenance, everything that we do is of God. Even the things that we face that are trials and tribulations, those things are of God. And so he was explaining that 
you know, he, he struggles with his family that they used to be when they were to, when they were young, they were together. And that now it seems like all they want is this little thing right here. And I, 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 I was explaining to him, you know, the fact that that little thing he was talking about has been an evil corrupter in our land, causing many to fall away from the glory in which the Creator created them in. And it also has been the thing that has captive or held captive the people. But surely the captives must be set free. And see, the 40 years that the children of Israel spent in the wilderness was time that they were trying to find out who their Lord was because even though he brought them out of Egypt according to the book of Exodus with a strong arm and a mighty fist they still were in their old Egyptian mindset and see that is where a lot of people are they're in their Egyptian mindset let's let's continue the journey here the grass withers and the flowers fade. But the word, the word of our God stands forever. Oh, Zion, messenger of good news. And see, that's why I say the good news must go forth. See, surely the good news is traveling with me as I get the opportunity as God allows for me to be able to travel to different places like I'm in India right now. The good news is going forth. That is one thing for sure. For sure. Uh, and it will continue to go forth so long as God allows it to continue. Shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, old Jerusalem. Shout and don't be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah. Your God is coming. See, if you have not realized what is taking place in the land and that we are on the verge of as Revelations describes the heaven coming on earth and that's what I was sharing with the brother Krishna I was sharing with him that brother you are a living walking manifestation of what it means to be at peace and that's what he said he said you know even though these things happen to me you know I still go on I'm at I'm in a happy place and I said that's what peace looks like you are the manifestation of what peace looks like that no matter what the circumstance situation happens because surely God is coming to be present with his people he's already here and for those that walk in his light that light cannot be extinguished and that is the place that, that we must get to as a people. We must realize he's orchestrating the affairs of man, whether we believe it or not. Verse 10. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. Verse 11. Yes, he will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lamb in his arm, holding them close to his heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. Who else has held the oceans in his hand? Man, you know what's so ironic about this? As I'm reading this chapter, the brother and I, we had a word today about the oceans. He was sharing with me the seven eons of the heavens, the seven levels of the heavens. And I was saying, look, this is a beautiful mystery that you are revealing that most men don't know about. If you go look in the Holy Quran, the Holy Quran talks about the seven eons, the seven heavens. And then he was talking about the seven layers of the of the of the earth. And then he was talking about the fact that 
the ocean. We don't even know the fish, the amount of fish, the amount of animals that are in the ocean. And we were just talking, having this heavenly conversation. And now I'm, I'm bringing you this episode after we've had this conversation. Please, if you would, go back and listen to some of the episodes that are in this particular season because I'm sharing a little bit of the recording that I did of the conversation the brother and I had. And it is going to bless your soul when you hear some of the conversation and this, and you're reading these words as, as you're going through this episode with me. Let's, let's continue. Who else has, who else knows the weight of the earth and has weighed the mountains and the hills on the scale? Who is able to advise the spirit of the Lord? Who knows enough to give him advice or teach him? Has the Lord ever needed anyone's advice? Does he need instruction about what is good? No, he see he is good. When he created the earth in how many days? <laughs> oh goodness. He created the earth and all the things in it in six days. And then he said what? Very good. So so does he need instructions about what is good? Does someone teach him what is right or show him the path of justice? No. For all the nations of the world are but a drop in the bucket. That's what he was saying. Christian was sharing with me, I'm nothing. That's what he kept sharing, saying, saying to me. He kept on giving me, you know, I'm nothing. But God is everything. That's what he kept saying to me. And this is the conversation that we're having. And like I said, the good news. And that's what he said. He said, this is the good news. And I said, he said, man, I've never had these conversations with anyone. He said, the people that come here, you know, they, they come and they, they pay their money. And, you know, he said, I've never had these conversations with people. I can't have these conversations. Even with my own family, he was sharing with me. So th this, this is the good news. We're just a mere drop in the bucket. They are nothing more than dust on the scales. He picks up the whole earth as though it were a grain of sand. All the wood in Lebanon's forest. See, now that's where Solomon got his uh, wood to build the temple. And all Lebanon's animals would, be, would not be enough to make a burnt offering worthy of our God. Go back and listen to the episode that is released prior to this from um, the Psalms 40. So when you go back and listen to that, you're, you're going to be blessed. The nations of the world are worth nothing to him. In his eyes, they count for nothing, for, for less than nothing, mere emptiness and froth. To whom can you compare God? No one. What image can you find that resemble him? Can he be compared to an idol formed in a mold, overlaid with gold and decorated with silver chains? No, absolutely not. That is the good news. Or if people are too poor for that, they might at least choose wood that wouldn't decay and a skilled craftsman to carve an image that won't fall down. <laughs> Haven't you heard? Don't you understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began? See, it says that he was slain before the foundations of the world. In other words, your life was already laid out before the foundations of the world were. He had you in mind already. He had you in mind. The words he gave before the world began, are you so ignorant? 
God sits above the circle of the earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. He judges the great people of the world. So judge not lest ye be judged. That's James 4 and 11. And brings them all to nothing. They hardly get started, barely taking root when he blows on them and they wither. The wind carries them off like chaff. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asked the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? And according to what he gave as a blessing, he said that the descendants of Abraham, the, the true descendants, would be as numerous as the sand on the sea, the stars in the sky. He brings them out like an army, one from another. Surely you were come you came through a birth canal, through the womb of your mother, through a womb man, but see we've faced all of these different identities nowadays. We're individuals, we're persons, we're drivers, all of these different things other than man or woman. That's what they created in their quote-unquote legal system. They created all these different labels to label you the most beautiful of creations created from your creator. And then what do they do? They use that to subjugate you to them, to their system, their way of doing things. But you're more than a conqueror. You're more than what they've labeled you as. You are a beautifully, wonderfully made creation. So surely the captives have to be set free. Surely they have to be set free. Who created all the stars? As numerous as the stars in the sky is what it says. Know with a certainty that your descendants will be foreigners, slaves in a foreign land. For what? How long did it say in, in, according to the, the, the scripture in Genesis? I believe it's Genesis 15. How long did it say? 400 years? You have to come out. We've got to come out. Separation is a must. He brings them out like an awning, one, one after another, calling each by its name because of his great power and incomparable strength. Not a single one is missed. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord doesn't see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Whoa, he knows your rights. I, look, you don't know your rights. You don't know you were born on the land, which means you have rights to the land. Oh. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. I, I, I really hope that you're enjoying this. This is so good. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. And that's what the brother Krishna was sharing with me, that he has strength every day because he gets his source from God. He knows the source. You have to know the source, people. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. 
And that is the episode today that I wanted to bring you <laughs> from Isaiah 40. And it, it, it is such an amazing understanding. I hope and pray that this message was well received by you because we are living in a time, unparalleled times, where the heaven is being restored. It says that the scripture says that Satan must first be exposed. We're living in a time of exposures. The exposure must come before he is cast down. And then once he's cast down, then the creator will come and will rest and reside with all people. All people will know him. And as the prophet Isaiah gave, you know, years before the one that we call Christ today, Yeshua, Mahoshia, before he walked the planet, these things were already given to the prophet Isaiah long before. So I hope you've enjoyed this 40th chapter of the scripture according to Isaiah 40. I'm your host Nakia. Please go back and listen to and share the other episodes in here and then I wanted to give you a quick update while we're here. The mission is continuing forward. Helping the people living on the streets of downtown Phoenix is still continuing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers for your support. If you haven't already, please check the link that's in the description of this episode, uh, or you can go to gofundme.com forward slash present God, and you can see the work that we've been doing there. Continue to support us because the work is continuing forward. We have had more and more people join our mission. They've seen the works that we're doing with the people, and the people are starting to change. The light is starting to come on on the people there on the streets. So the change that we're seeking is coming. But the enemy, the enemy is doing his works as well. He is, as we speak, seeking to remove those people and and, and, and take them of their rights. Surely there's something called a constitution, which is supposed to be that guarantee, that agreement. And surely there's been a violation of rights that have taken place. So continue to support our efforts. If you haven't, just look at Google. If you haven't haven't looked at Google to see what they're doing with the people on the streets, uh, there was a judge injunction that was that was uh, that came down, requiring uh, them to start to remove people to clean up the streets, right? So-called clean up the streets. So if you haven't already heard about the story, of what's happening on downtown Phoenix? Google it. Look it up. You're gonna find some good reputable articles that will tell you exactly what's taking place on the streets. But I can tell you that God is present now. So surely he knows the troubles. He knows the pain that our people are going through. And he, he will rescue us. Surely he will rescue us all. So thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Nakia. Have a great day.